we've got all the racing news and people from around Victoria, racing's greatest state. Welcome along to Coleraine, Bendigo, Ballarat, Waterball, Fed365, Geelong. And good morning, everybody, from Swan Hill. Welcome to the South Turf Club. Already. Ah! Off they go. For Country Racing Victoria, this is the Country Racing Show. Where we belong, country race is strong, it's got it all. Yeah, Nikita and I were, uh, last time we saw each other, other than in the car park about mm. 20 minutes ago when she arrived, was in the mounting out at Mansfield. And we were talking about how much we love our little picnics uh, circuit. Uh, and we've got a lot to reflect on, Nikita, haven't we? Our second guest this morning has been absolutely slaying them at the picnics in recent weeks. Yeah, really looking forward to having a chat to Sean Cooper, Matt. Um, he's obviously been flying six winners from his last nine rides, which is uh, an Brilliant. amazing achievement. Um, he's been leading picnic jockey for the last two seasons. So, um, yeah, it'll be great to have a chat with Sean. And also Richard Culley, who's got two fantastic chances heading into the Colac Cup meeting tomorrow. So uh, really looking forward to hearing from Richard a bit about his operation and to how he thinks they're going to go. And a little bit of a pipe dream for the All-Star Mile with his uh, mm-hmm. Colac Cup runner too. So it's a bit of a dreamer's race and he's dreaming. I walked into a 7-Eleven on the way into work this morning. Is this to the get start a of a joke? No, it isn't. No, no, no. Don't normally do that. But I walked in and I thought, grab a coffee. And the bloke there getting the coffee and just made conversation. I said, oh, coffee's got the 7-Elevens a good value, aren't they? And he said, yeah, mate, they are. I said, you look a bit familiar. He said, Cosy? He said, yeah, Ray Douglas. Oh, it was Ray Douglas. It was Ray, and he was there grabbing a coffee, and uh, terrific bloke, absolutely terrific. And I said, mate, I want to have a yarn with you down the track. So um, we're starting a new show on a Saturday morning where I'll be having a chat with people, those who aren't perhaps in the limelight all the time. And uh, first up on uh, this coming Saturday will be Grant Delzeal talking about the way horse breaking has changed over the years with the yelling sales on. And I said to Ray, you up for it one day? He said, I'd love to. So we'll have a chat with him. Yes, he's been a regular picnic correspondent in recent times, has our mate Razor. Uh, and Richard Cully's about to join us, Nikita, and he's got a very interesting story. Former, Well, he's not a former Irishman. If you're an Irishman, you're an Irishman, aren't you? I think you still want to. Exactly. He'd be offended by that, former Irishman. Came out in 2005, I think, two grand annuals, mm. uh, Wells Grand National, uh, total hero of the season that comes up after the summer season, but then he made that transition to training and... Uh, Big pipe dream for the All-Star Mile uh, uh, in the Colac Cup uh, this week. And he joins us. Good morning, Richard. Good morning, folks. How are you? Oh, I love that, mate. Here's the lovely Nikita. <laughs> Richard, you, Nikita? Uh, very well, thank you. Thanks for uh, for joining us this morning. Uh, really interested right. to, to get your thoughts on both of your runners that you take to Colac tomorrow. Uh, race number one, Cosmic Enigma. Um, I thought this horse was terrific when second on debut. Um, was slow away and had to round them up. Uh, you were must have been impressed by that. And uh, how has he, he come through that first up run? Yeah, he's come through good. He's come through good. Um, I think he only raced for about 50 metres. I don't know what he was doing for the rest of the race. But yeah, um, he's pulled up good. So yeah, we'll, we'll go there and see how we go on, on Friday. How can you entice him to compete for the entire race on Friday and not just 50 metres? I've asked him. I haven't had a response yet, but um, I don't know. He's never missed it before. He's had we we do plenty of barrier work with him here, and he's had four or five jump outs, and he's never missed it at all. I'm not sure what what got into his head. So um, yeah, hopefully he'll he'll jump with them on Friday and um, won't be too far away. How good do you think he is? He was obviously well supported uh, for that uh, debut run. You know, has he shown you you plenty of ability at home? Yeah, I think his jump outs are really good. We don't like put the gun to his head too much um, around here. We just educate them and let them let them 
do the run on themselves. But I thought his, all his jump outs were really good. He quickened up like he didn't win any, but he quickened up really nicely in all his jump outs. Um, so I'm not sure how far he's going to go, but I, I think he could win a couple anyway. Richard, I'm just looking at your strike rate. You haven't had a massive amount of runners since you started training. I'm looking back. Your last 50 runners go back to July 21. 12 of those have won. You've got a stack of placings as well. You've you obviously raced your horses sparingly and just really, you've, as I say, you fire with a rifle, not a shotgun. Yeah, I, I, I just don't like bringing them for the sake of it. I think if everything doesn't line up, I just won't go. Um, and I suppose we've been lucky with some nice horses too. We, um, I don't think if they don't show us enough, I won't persevere with them. Because um, we've only got, we do everything ourselves. We've got some great staff here, but we do most of it ourselves. And, um, yeah, I just don't like going to the races for a, for a day out. Not saying that I'm an expert or anything, but I just, yeah, if they don't show me enough, I just don't race them. Let's clarify something. This is one of the great mysteries of the turf because you do, you held, you've held this accent, but you're actually Australian born, aren't you? It's, it's one of the, it's one of the, what is it, nine, one, 11 wonders of the world, 12 wonders of the world, whatever. You liked the accent so much you hung onto it, didn't you? Well, I wasn't there for very long, but I seem to have grabbed it. So, um, so yeah. you're born in New South Wales, went to Ireland for a stint, and then just couldn't shrug the accent. That's about right, isn't it? As hard as I've tried, yeah. It's hung around. Um, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. Yeah, my parents are Irish. Uh, lived there for about eight or nine years. Um, but we grew up here. I was 15 when I left Australia. And then um, lived in Ireland for about eight or nine years and then came back. And then I did a bit of touring around I worked for Gay for a year in 2005. I went to New Zealand then and did about six seasons over jumps in New Zealand. And then I uh, was lucky enough to come over with John Wheeler's horse at Stoke Bank. Um, I don't know, it must be 12 years ago now, or 10 or 12. I don't know how many years ago now. But um, And then I just stayed there, yeah, so I've been, I've been pretty lucky. I saw one report where uh, when Gay was going to Warnable, she said she'd engaged you to ride her horses. How many times have you ridden for her? Not enough. <laughs> uh, I had a couple, but um, I don't. They weren't flying when I got on them. I think that the Steve Pavin had ridden them a few times, and they, um, yeah, they they weren't at the top of their powers when I rode them. But they still ran good. Anything you ride for gay is always going to be fit, and and it's not going to go to the races to make up the numbers. So, but I when I worked when we worked with myself and a younger brother, we thought she was um, she's a superstar. She's Richard, uh, acceleration goes around in the Colac Cup tomorrow. 13 starts for four wins and six placings. I'm sure a horse that we'd all love to own. Uh, ran second at Flemington first up and then was given a, a bit of a let-up. Was that always the plan or was there a reason for that break after that first up run? No, the plan was to go to Flemington a month later and then go to um, the Hobart Cup a month after that. But a couple of days before the second Flemington race, he pulled a shoe and stood on a nail. So we were put back. Um, we were put back a few weeks. And um, we're sort of looking at that um, Australia Cup prelude, the ticket into the Australia Cup race in four weeks. But he sort of needs his race of space, so um, the Colac Cup sort of just fits in. I'd love to be racing him in town all the time, but the, sort of the Colac Cup fits in well going forward. So, yeah, if, hopefully if we, can, if we can give him a good shake tomorrow, we'll go to that Australia Cup prelude. And if we're lucky enough to get in, we'd go. And if not, we'll find something else fine. You got a little hopeful entry for the All Star Mile, don't you? Uh, yeah, he's in it. Yeah, um, the owners push pretty hard to nominate for it. Um, I'd actually prefer to go the other direction. I'd prefer to get him out for two miles if I could eventually. Um, I think his best races are, are going to be 
past 2000 if we can get a couple of runs in, in succession. Um, but he's in the All-Star mile, but yeah, I'm not quite sure if that's the direction we go on. But to looking at your runners over the, the last couple of years, you've got a real cross-section from sprinters through to uh, 3,500 metre steeplechases and so forth. How many have you got in the stable? Uh, we're, we're working about 20, but we've got about 14 pre-trainers for Paddy Payne, so we've got about six or seven for eight ourselves. My wife has a has a jumper as well with Zuzu. He'll have another uh, few spins around this year. Um, we don't have an awful lot to race. We, we bought some young horses to try and... Um, Sell them on, um, but we've probably got five, I suppose, five or six to race. Mm. Speaking of jumpers, I just want to backtrack in your life and your career a little bit. We've got a little bit of audio here from one of the one of the one of the one of many great moments in your career. Let's have a listen to this, and we'll talk about this. You'd love one like him. Let's have a listen to this. And ZM, Wells comes to the last. He jumped it perfectly. Get out of your seats. This is some more history of the National. He's racing away, Wells. What a great training performance this has been. Lucky tonight is second, running up to third underground fighter, and then followed by ZM. Yeah, you'd, you'd love to have a Rick McIntosh in the stable. Would, oh, sorry, I mean a Wells in the stable. Uh, what a... You'd love to have been able to look under the bonnet of Wells. That was the Australian steeple and, and work out what it was. I know he's by Galileo. It was a fair, fair head start, Richard, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's a good pedigree. He was well, very, very well managed. Um, and he's a big engine. He was a narrow horse, but there was a big engine in there somewhere. Um, but, yeah, it make you make you smile listening to that. He's, um, it's hard to find two of them. You know, we were very lucky to get one. So, no, we were... Lucky to be associated with him. Richard, with your Northern Hemisphere background, Galileo was a huge success up there. When he stood at start here, I don't know what we did, but they couldn't be time with a stick, a lot of them. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, a lot of um, them horses landed in New Zealand, not Galileo, sorry, Monjus and things, and they just couldn't, couldn't get going. I don't know whether... I think Australian way of training things has changed a lot in, say, 10 or 15 years. I think people are a lot more um, relaxed about training them. I don't know if it... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know whether they were rushed or... Um, yeah, you couldn't even say the climate. I don't know. They, they were born here, so they wouldn't know any different. But, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Um, but they started to rush him. I reckon if they sent him down again now, they'd do things a little bit different. But be hard to send him down uh, again now. It'd be... Yeah, probably, <laughs> it no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? If yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, I think, I think things have changed a lot now. You see, like... Oh, Kieran and Dave are, are like reinventing the wheel, really, aren't they? They can they can run these horses fresh up over three thousand or whatever. Um, they don't need to go through the the twelve hundred, fourteen hundred, two thousand, twenty five hundred route to get to it. You know, they're just doing things different now and and racing them a little bit more sparingly than they were. I think. Richard, it's a good segue uh, back to acceleration. How forward is he for the two thousand meter trip tomorrow? Do you, are you do you go there with confidence that he can uh, can get the job done first up? Oh yeah, I think yeah, I would be hoping so. Um, Kieran's horse looks he's a quality horse too. No, I think um, I'd be disappointed if he didn't run really well. It's interesting what you say about the training methods, Richard. Four of the seven in the Colac Cup are either first or second up over two thousand. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Simon Wild horse as well, I say, yeah. Um, I just think, I don't know, yeah, they're just doing things a little bit different now. There's more groundwork and they're not spelling them for very long, so they sort of keep a little bit of fitness and things like that. Yeah, it's not the, it's not the way it used to be done. 
not that there was anything wrong with that, but it's just I think it is changing a little bit. They can they can just keep these horses up, give them a few weeks off, and then um, a couple of weeks into staying races again, it just seems to be changing a bit. Well, if you're aiming at Australian Cups, then I think it's a pretty good lead for punters who uh, might be thinking about backing uh, acceleration in the Colac Cup. Good on you, uh, Richard. Th- tanks, tanks, tanks a lot. Thanks very much, Richard, Richard, Richard Cully there. One of my favourite memories of the... There's a little segue here, too, with Colac when we uh, take a break and then reintroduce our next guest, too, because the last picnic meetings in the west of Victoria were run at Colac. That was the last of the picnic venues... A very good friend of mine, Susan Ellis, uh, who uh, former New Zealand trainer, she had an amazing run with a top mare called a Hora mm. about 20 years ago, won all the Country Cups, Moe, Ballarat and Colac, and there was a, a string of Country Cup wins. So it's a race that I remember really fondly. Yeah, and it was the last picnic venue in the west of the state, which is one of those freaky things about Victoria and the picnic circuit. He, hey, you made an interesting point there about how we don't smell them as long. I interviewed Dr. Jeff Chapman on Sydney Radio many years ago, and he was a brilliant trainer. He trained Dr. Grace Meyercard, all those good gallopers. And he was one of the first to only give horses about a month or six weeks off because he said human athletes don't take three months off. He said, we don't turn an athlete out in the paddock after the Olympic Games, then start from scratch with them again. And he yeah. said, why should we do the same with horses? And that, he was one of the first to do it. And the other fascinating thing, I said to him, what bits of gear do you think should be mandatory on a horse? I nearly fell off the chair when he told me. He said, pacifiers and a crossover nose bent. Yeah, right. And, and pacifiers, bit... Brian York introduced them, you might remember, and then they faded out Mick of... Mick Pelling, uh, I think. Sorry, Mick Pelling, yeah. you're right. It was Mick Pelling, uh, and they faded out of fashion. So yeah. uh, interesting stuff. And it's interesting with that theory of do you need to rest them or not because a couple of blokes at RV are hanging their hat on the idea that you don't because they want to push the Cox Plate back mm. and that eliminates that rest time. We are going to take a break. Uh, Nikita and Sean, it's 14 minutes to 12. When we come back, uh, the king of the picnics, Sean Cooper. For Country Racing Victoria, this is the Country Racing Show. It's Ruler Peak, Steady Jam comes back, Steady Jam packing too many guns and Steady Jam for Sean Cooper by a length and a half. In a lead, Cooper pulls the whip, Satin Isle's race clear now, could go for the Miners but it's all Satin Isle in the run home, Satin Isle by a length and a half, Unanchored's moved up to take the lead, Fontaine Bolt, Strong Lady coming with a withering run, Strong Lady down the outside, swept to the lead and Strong Lady wins it well for Cooper at Trevor. There are a few jockeys in the form of Sean Cooper, six winners from his last nine rides and he joins us now to chat all things picnic racing. He's just dropped out though, so we'll have to wait a little bit longer before <laughs> we'll we hear from uh, from Sean. He must have just uh, got a little bit thrown by that package that you put together, Matt. Yeah, because he's such a modest man. He was so embarrassed. That was the Hillsville treble, and as you say, three at Woolamai the week before, mm. yep. conquered Yay before that, and the placings as well that he rides. It's just not not in the winners. He's, he's thereabouts all the time. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know because it's a little bit of a sport you do for love. The trainers don't make a lot of, but whether a jockey can actually make a good earn out of being a dominant picnic jockey. Mm. I mean, they all had to have other jobs and so on, but the riding fee plus the earn, I wonder whether, I'm not saying he's driving around in a flash BMW, but it, I, I think there's a real earn in it for Sean Cooper. No, whether no, the slings are there these days, whether there's a bit of a sling on the side or not. I mean, they seem to be no, a thing of the past. Yeah, it? I was about to say, I think it's sort of phased mm. out in general, hasn't it? Well, it's up to the individual. Like, I've, I've always been a slinger mm. yep. uh, at times. Nikita, I heard he wouldn't sling a broken arm. (laughs) Um, Well, I think Cooper's just got so embarrassed by our love and affection that he's disappeared. But um, so great to have Heelsville back. He's back. And it's great to have Heelsville back as well. They've been a really tough road. Uh, Coop joins us. Uh, Were you so embarrassed by that highlight package that you just couldn't cope, Sean? 
Yeah, no, she dropped out. I don't know what the go was. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for your time this morning, Sean. We uh, we thought we'd get you on for a chat. You've obviously been in, in terrific form, but for those that don't know your story, talk to us about how you very first got into to racing in general. Um, no, it's always just been in the blood, really. Um, not so much in the family, but just something I always loved. And, um, yeah, just stuck with it. And, and just, yeah, just really how it all ended up. Did you kick off in New Zealand? No, not at all. Over here in Perth, I started. Did you ride in New Zealand at any stage or not? No. Didn't no, go there? Didn't. But you did go Have to Queensland. Have you ever been to New Zealand? <laughs> yeah, I'm from New Zealand. I've been here about 12 years now. So, mm. so you rode in Queensland for a while. You were track work riding up there, weren't you? Yeah, just track work. Um, up there with quite a few trainers. Um, Disney Forster, Kelso Wood. Um, freelance for a year for a few different trainers. And... Brought a few down here for Disney, for the carnival and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, just came down and had a crack down here when I found out about the picnics, got my licence, and, yeah, I've done about four or five seasons now. Just just on that, when you say you found out about the picnics, because Nikita and Cozzy and I, we all, we know, we've known for years what's so wonderful about it, but when you're up in Queensland, it would have been like, what is this whole thing about these picnics down there? And... Uh, Danny Walker's just sent me through the the, the payment too. It's 135 bucks per ride. Um, some trainers don't sling much, he said. We won't name names. And then you get 5% of the stake money, and the stake money's not high. So we'll, we'll ask you about the financial side of it, but what was the, the... When you're in Queensland, when someone said there's a picnic thing going on down in Victoria, what what did you understand about it, and what was what's it been like once you experienced it firsthand? Um, yeah, well... Someone who, who was from um, Victoria told me about it, that they had this um, picnic um, season down here. Um, you didn't really know about it. I didn't know about it. It wasn't very advertised or anything. Um, but once I knew about it and came down here, um, yeah, just because the weights was sort of in my ballpark, um, always had a dream to be a jockey, even when I was sort of in Queensland, but... It was just never going to happen with um, being a professional, just being a bit too heavy. So once I found out that the weights were sort of, you know, the minimum 63 and that, I thought I'd come down and have a crack at it. Um, when I first started, um, it was like $105 a ride, and it's gone up 5 bucks every every season, and it's only getting better. So it, it's very, um, it's a growing, growing sort of, licensed industry sort of for picnic riders I think um, there's always new people getting their license every year um, it's competitive as hell um, so yeah now I'm doing it um, I don't know when I'll stop but you can see the likes of Rosa Douglas and, and all those guys and they've been doing it for years and they're still doing it so that's got to count for something Sean, I grew up in the Darling Downs. They used to have the odd picnic meeting, but not a season up there. I mean, there was one called Burren Down Picnic, South Dolby Way on the, the Darling Downs. It was sort of a once-a-year thing, but it was all very amateur. Did you ever see any of those? No, never, never, never come across it at yeah. all. No, it wasn't a season as such. So this is unique almost down here. New South have a picnic season as well, but uh, this is sort of unique to Australia. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's very, very professional here in Victoria. Um, you get the same stewards and and everything that, that are turning up at the professional meetings. Um, it's treated very professional, um, not like the ones you were talking about. I think they have sort of a couple in Perth as well every year and stuff like that, but I'm not sure if they're just like track with riders or what. But here, yeah, 
it's a proper proper job, yeah. I saw one lovely quote from you. You said the other jockeys, the professionals, drink $100 bottles of champagne. You're knocking off $7 bottles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's just... Um, Nikita wouldn't go within a kilometre of a $7 bottle of champagne. (laughs) Well, depends what day it is, madam. (laughs) You learn something every week. Maddie should be licking the glue off the label when when it's empty. I'll give you the tip. um, Look, you've been the the leading jockey for the picnics um, before. Is that something that you keep your eye on or you don't sort of, you're not one to think about those kinds of things? Um, No, definitely keep your eye on it. Um, Otherwise... um, yeah, it just wouldn't be very competitive out there. It's um, something each week you have to chase up and try and get on the best horses because um, everyone else is doing the same. It's not easy. You do have to get to every single meeting. Um, I think we have between sort of 30 and 35 meetings a season and if you're not trying to turn up and ride at all those meetings, um, yeah, your mother not even try and be winning the premiership. But a few trainers I ride for now... John Dwyer and stuff like that. They're they're pretty um they're pretty similar to me and like having a goal and stuff, beating goals and and stuff like that. So yeah, no, it's definitely definitely a goal for me every year to be winning the premiership. We're talking to Sean Cooper, the legendary champion superstar picnic rider. If you want to, you've got about three minutes to have a chat to him. one 652 1352 or SMS 0416905052. And I'm sure some listeners are interested in, it's like a bookend. You had Hillsville last week, and I want to quickly ask you about just the anticipation to return to what's probably the, arguably the, the most famous picnic track close to Melbourne. And then we've got Buchan on the weekend, and the, the story of Buchan is, is so well known with the, the bushfires and, and what happened a few years ago up there in the hills. Uh, so Just on Hillsville, um, it, it had been frustrating for everyone, most of all the club. The tree fell on an amenity building and destroyed it, and they built it back, and then the river rose. And ha- It must have been lovely to get back there um, last weekend. Yeah, it was. It was um, they had a really good turnout. Um, even with the rain that started and it stopped just before um, before the day started and it, we didn't get a drop of rain. And, oh, geez, how's the track, track in the cop this? But we got through the whole card. Um, they had no issues at all. Um, I remember I didn't have a ride in race three, I think, so I went out to the fence and um, and watched the race and I put my head over when I was coming up the straight and there was heads over that fence all the way right down to the turn, so... It was really good to be back there. Sean, I was speaking to Ray Douglas the other week after he achieved his milestone and he said there was two tracks that he hadn't uh, hadn't ridden at yet. Have you ticked them all off or are there a few still on your list that you need to, to get to of the picnic tracks? No, I've done them all. done them all <laughs> every single year I've been riding. So. How has Ray Douglas ridden for 300 years and, and still not ridden at Bucking some tracks? Swiss Creek, I think yeah, too had. far away yeah. up there in the hills for, for old Razor. Uh, yeah. I don't know why he doesn't a, get up there. But. Have you got a favourite? Um, all of mine, Bowneering, probably my favourite. Bowneering's 10 minutes over the back of my house. so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, some of those ones that we go up to Hernamundi and then we have Bowneering the next day on the Sunday, they um, works out okay for me. But they do hurt those ones way up in the hills. They're, they're not an easy drive, um, four or five hours in a car and then riding, riding races and then coming straight back not bad if you can go up and enjoy it and stay the night and have a few beers with the locals. Done that a few times. Um, that's really worth it. 
Did you write at the? I know you've got a full book at. Um, there's a couple of SMSs here too for you. You got a full book at uh, Bucken on, including in the Cup, this weekend. Did you? I imagine you did. Uh, did you ride at the the famous meeting pre just pre COVID just after the bushfires with the amazing effort to to get back racing there and everything was charcoal all around it including the winning post uh, were you there did you ride at that meeting Yeah, I did. Yep, no, I did get to that meeting and the track was actually really nice. Um, that was that was a real emotional meeting. Even just driving, sort of being an hour out of Buckin was pretty airy. Um, everything was pretty burnt and that, but been back up there since and it's green as grass now and it's amazing how it's recovered so can't wait to get up there Saturday and we've only got four rides up there but it'd be nice to, nice to take the cup out if I could. i got a couple of SMS's here. Ask Coops about All Too Creedy, the best picnic horse is that right, All Too Creedy? Yeah, he was uh, picnic horse of the year last year, won six races on him um, he had a little had a little break and went around the other day. I think it was at Vanilla, and um, he ran an absolute bottler first up. So we'll see him in the next few weeks, I'd say. Hey, I've got another SMS, and this is one that Cozzy and Nikita might buy into as well. Hi, Sean and team. We're the team. Would it be possible to grow the picnic calendar to, to two meetings on a Saturday during the season, provided they are on different sides of the city that's from pev and there was a push a year or so ago from a group on the west to resurrect um there was uh colac there were other tracks and there was a, a thought that well what about um Burham beat could it host a picnic meeting coop would that work uh, would there be enough participation and enough horses do you do you wonder why it's exclusively in the east hey i do wonder that but um i don't think we'd have enough riders to be honest and horses mm. um you just have a look at Bucking on Saturday. There's probably not even 30 horses in total going to that meeting. Um, there's a few four-horse races and stuff like that, um, just because it's just so far away for some people and it's not easy driving your truck up over the hills and all that and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, those other uh, professional tracks that get used once a year, don't see why we, um, we can't ever spin around on them sometime. Yeah. Especially somewhere like Cozzy, like Camperdown, with that yeah, famous, legendary old heritage mm. grandstand that's used beautiful once, maybe twice too. a year. And, and Coop, to come from the east, say Cranbourne, to go to, say, Camperdown or Barham Beat, it's no longer than going to, it's half the distance of going east to Swifts Creek mm. or Buchan or Omeo or, or Hinamungi. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the double up thing would be, as uh, Sean mentioned, would be the problem. Yeah. Number of jockeys available, things like that. Yeah, be, yeah. Anyway, uh, Nikita, Coop, Nikita works at Country Race in Victoria. This is a, this is we call this a project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. You guys should um, do your best because I think they've been trying to do it for a while. Even the start of the season when we um, had our first eight meetings all cancelled from the from the weather and the floods. Um, they did get us onto the Ballarat Synthetic Track for one meeting and Taralgon for one, and they 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 played out pretty smooth, I thought. But um, yeah, just be good if they all sort of got together and worked as a team instead of being picnic racing and professionals and and it seems to be some matter between two two clubs meeting together. I think they're trying to keep it separate by the sounds of it. But it'd be good if it all worked as one and um something could be done about that. Oh, lots for Nikita to think about when she goes <laughs> yeah, back yeah. to the office. It sounds like you could appear on a, some sort of a subcommittee, Coop, uh, to get these things going. Hey, it's it's a uh, voluntary position, by the way. Hey, good on you, mate. Um, ride well at Buchan. Uh, it's 
means a lot to so many people uh, historically and so on. So good luck up there, mate, and uh, and well done with your run of success lately. Yeah, thanks, thanks, guys. Take care. And you know what? He's a pro. He's an amateur, but a pro at the same time, mm. Nikita. Yeah, very professional. Mm. Yeah. Now, what caught my eye? What caught your eye, Nikita, over the last week? Uh, something that caught my eye because he was Dan Beasley back from Singapore mm. and rode a winner at Wodonga for Peter Ma, who gave him his first job and first race ride. Yep. So it was a, a full circle there at Wodonga, and um, I, I think. Not confirms, but I think it was around 26 years since his yeah. last winner at Wodonga. So it's been a long time, and that was um, terrific to see. So, yeah, that caught my eye last week. What about you, Madeline Kitchura? You know what caught my eye? It's just what we were just talking about. Mm. It is that when I went through the calendar, you know, when you go to rise a form and mm. you look at the grid of where all the meetings are coming up, and I saw Bucken again. Mm. And I, the memories of that, when we went up there, we did an outside broadcast. We spoke to the survivors of the bushfires. We were at the pub in Buchan. We stayed at a lovely old house in Lakes Entrance. We had the best time ever and the meeting itself. It's the most memorable race meeting I've ever had. And on the front page of the Herald Sun the next day, massive picture of our horse Pistol in front, dot, 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 with a lap to go. (laughs) (laughs) So that's mine. Two things caught my eye. Firstly, Debbie Weymouth coming back and riding a winner at the picnics. What a wonderful ambassador she is for racing in general, not just the picnics. Absolutely brilliant. Second thing that caught my eye, I don't know what's going on, Maddie, but I thought Nikita and I were going, okay, we're good mates, but she's brought in a miniature cricket bat today. Yeah. And uh, I'm just getting a bit nervous as to what I might have done. Yeah. signature on it. I just stumbled across it in the if studio. If it says Don Bradman, I'm taking it well, to uh, cash I, yeah, converters. I, I can't work out who it is, but um, I need to investigate that. Leave it with me. I'll have an autograph by Mickey Mouse and Farnap for you within half an hour. Okay? Beautiful. Hey, Nikita, always a pleasure. Thank you. Um, fun. I'm so glad that you share the love that Cozzy and I have for the grassroots stuff, and you can tell it just comes through. So where are we going to see you next at the picnics, do you reckon? Uh, I'll be at Yay next Sunday, Sunday week. Beautiful. To Yay, so looking forward to that. Off to Colac tomorrow for their cup meeting. So, um, yeah, plenty of, of good country racing still to, to get around, and, um, yeah, it's great to get out. And when you're at Colac, see if this in the committee room or somewhere whether there's We've given her so much homework this week. She's going to hate this. <laughs> See if you can find any reference to its picnic past. There's probably okay. some stuff there as leave well. Leave it with me. I'll, I'll leave it with you. On you. Hey, uh, we're going to take a break. Good on you, Nikita. We'll see you next week. It is five minutes past 12. We're going to come back with a bit of old mate Dan Malecki with some green light on action. Everything coming up at Melton on Saturday night. The night pistol race, Menangle Carnival. The carnival moves to Sydney to Menangle. And we're going to talk to Dan about that.